it the way you want it done. He may not do it in your timing. But understand this, God will do it. Amen. This is a church that God's built. And what we're talking about today is a church being built by God, not by man. When we get a church that's built by man, it has too much dogma. And dogma just means simply means. I got too many rules. I got too many regulations. Don't, don't get me wrong. Church do need rules. Amen. They do need rules. But Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith. Church of the Living God, 1279 Pickett Road, Leesville, Louisiana, where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. How many of you have made commitments to things and you didn't fulfill it? We've all done it. We've all done it. I remember uh, my little nephew had a game and I told him, nephew, I'm, I'm going to come to your game. Well, I only told him that based on the knowledge I had during the time. I didn't know that a situation was going to come up that was going to stop me from going to the game. You understand what I'm saying? So I said something not knowing what was going to happen. Not knowing that I would have to make a, 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 a different decision and, and deal with something that was more of a priority that was a life or death situation during that moment. Sometimes we overcommit. Uh, that's why the Lord wants me to have uh, an assistant because I overcommit myself to things. I want to be there for everybody. I remember the time that I would double book myself. Somebody wanted me to preach on one day. Somebody else wanted me to come and visit them this day. And I said, oh, yes, I'll come. Didn't know that I had already made a commitment to go somewhere else. Looked at the calendar. How in the world did I double book myself? It's because, son, you need to learn how to say no to certain things. Although your heart is right and you want to be there for everybody, you, want to make, you, want, you, do, you really want to be there for everybody, but you can't do that because you're limited. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying? So sometimes we overcommit ourselves. We overcommit and we underdeliver. That's why we have to understand uh, balance. We have to understand what we can do and what we cannot do. We have to understand our limits because we are in this, although we're spiritual beings, we're still in human form. We can't do everything. We can't be every place. Amen. But God can be everywhere at one time. You cannot complicate God. You, watch this. Brother Wesley can ask God, God, I need you to do something in this situation today. Somebody else can be praying uh, in the back. Lord, I need you to do something today, this certain time. Somebody else across the nation. Lord, I need you to do this at this time. Somebody else around the world. Lord, I need you to do this at this time. Everybody praying at the same time. Guess what? God is not nervous. God is not, God doesn't need a secretary or an assistant. <laughs> because God can handle everything at one time. God can show up in your house, 
the same time he shows up at your friend's house, at your mother-in-law's house, amen, at the president's house, at the white house, at the black house, the green house, the purple house. He can show up at everybody's house at the same time. Come on, because our God is not limited. Why would you put your faith and a trust in limited men when God is saying, I'm an unlimited God? And I'm not going to change that. Amen, somebody. Amen. Now go to Isaiah 55. Give you some more word. Isaiah 55. God's character is consistent with his words. I want you to say that. Say God's character, God's character. is consistent with his word. So God doesn't just say things just to be saying things. Isaiah 55, verse 8. When you have it, say amen. amen. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says who? The says the Lord. Now, that's not a put down. That's a challenge to think higher. See, because a lot of times we stop right there. Oh, the Lord's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways, and you look all pathetic. Well, there's, some, there's a reason why he said that. He wants you to change the way you're thinking. So he goes on to say in verse 9, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and return it not thither, but water it the earth, and make it bring forth in bud, bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me, what? Void. Void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Now let's look at verse 10 again. He says, for as the rain comes down, or as the snow comes down from the heaven. Now, how many of you have ever seen rain come down and change its mind and go back up? You've never, don't raise your hand, drawing attention to yourself. You know you've never, because if you said you've seen it, you're calling God a liar. <laughs> Let's try that one more time. How many of you ever, you've ever seen rain come down, change his mind, and go back up to the heavens? You've never seen You'll never see it in your life. First of all, because God said it. He said, just so is the case, just like you've never seen rain come down and return, you'll never see my word come down and return back void. <laughs> God's word is pregnant. See, this is why I, I, I interrupted my thoughts. See, a lot of people, we, we, we say the word or we read the word or we hear the word, but there's another part to the word that we're missing. God wants that word to manifest yeah. in your life. Are you getting this? Yeah. He don't want you just hearing the word and just reading the word and just leaving it at that. God wants to manifest that word in your life. So when God tells you something in his word, he wants that word to begin to find a place in your heart where it can bring forth fruit in your life. And when people see your life, they can see, oh, that's the result of the word. 
See, I don't just want to raise up a, a, a people, amen, that are just hearers of the word and shout when the word is good to them. No, no, I want to start seeing some fruit. Because here is the true, here's how you measure the success of a pastor or a or, or minister. Amen. Not about how many people attend his church. It's the fruit. It's the lives that are being changed. It's the people that come and when they go home, the word that they heard Sunday and Tuesday, amen, is bringing results in that, their life. Glory be to God. It's not enough for you to say, oh, I'm a new kingdom member. Oh, yeah, new kingdom. And you living like the devil. <laughs> Come on, somebody. No, no. I want to see some fruit. I want to see God wants to see some fruit. You know, this is the time to start inspecting fruit. That's what the Holy Spirit kept pressing on. It's time for you to start sheep inspecting. Start seeing who's really with you. Start seeing who's really getting this word. So every now and then I'm sniffing. Every now and then I'm, ex I'm using discernment. I want to see. I'm going to ask you questions about your life. Pastor, you all up in my business. You write about it. Yep. Yep. I want to know what you're doing. Because it's time to inspect. It's time to see, are you really getting this word? It's time to see, are you really believing this word? And this word is working in your life. Amen. Because, see, God's word is looking to find some ground that will manifest what he said he's going to do. So watch this. He says in verse uh, 11, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish, underline that, it shall accomplish, it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall accomplish. The word of God wants to accomplish something in your life. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sin it. So there's, there's a verse in Psalms 107. I believe it's verse 20. I want you to hold your, put Psalms 107 verse 20. On the screen. I want, I want you to see this. Yes, yes, thank you. He sent his word. He sent what? Period? No. Comma, that means there's something connected to the first part. And what happened when he sent his word? And healed them. Period? No. And delivered. Oh, the word has results. Can I tell you that although I may not can make it to every physical location at one time, yeah. I can send the word. Yeah. I can send the word. Y'all yeah. not hearing me. I wish I had time. Jesus didn't show up in every place at one time because he was in human form. As a matter of fact, the centurion understood that. The centurion said, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word only, and my servant should be healed. Jesus opened his mouth and said, okay, well, there it is. The word is going to your house. The Bible says that the servant was healed that very same hour. Look at Lazarus. Jesus didn't have to go into the tomb. 
Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Send his word in the tomb. Lazarus came hopping out of there. Jesus said, that's not enough. Loose that man and let him go. Touch somebody and said, the word will work. But you have to work it. God said, I'm not changing my mind about that. I'm the unchanging God. I'm the God that never changed. The same word that I spoke in the beginning is the same word that's going to work in your life right now. So the word, when, when, you, when you say something, look for the manifestation. Look for the manifestation. Mm-hmm. Look for the manifestation. Now, how's this going to work? How's this going to work? Uh, those of you that was with us Tuesday night, uh, we talked about taking care of business. And we came from Elijah's perspective. We talked about how Elijah, uh, he, Elijah had such power with God that he could control the, the weather. And some of y'all were looking at me funny. <laughs> and I began to meditate on that because when I, when I leave a service... I'm not through preaching. I'm still preaching. I'm still, I mean, the word is still. And I said, oh, man, I should have said that. How many of you ever did that? Yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah. You start preaching, you start speaking, you're going you to find out. I said, God, how did Elijah have such power with you? Was it just because he spoke the word? And the Holy Spirit said, no. He had a relationship with the Father. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you're just speaking the word and you, you wonder why there are no results, I want to ask you a question. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Because you might be using the word without any legal authority. Well, let me give you an example. In the book of Acts, the seven sons of Siva. They saw Paul casting out demons in the name of Jesus and the demons left. And they said, you know what, we're going to try that. In the name of the Jesus that Paul preaches, come out. And those demons, amen, they came out, but they came into them. And they said things like, well, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who in the blue are you? <laughs> come on, you don't have any authority. To cast us out. You know, see, that's what people, well, Lord, I, Pastor, I spoke the word. I said it. But you got to have relationship, not only with the word, but with the author of the word. This concludes our.